Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Well, we live in the information age, but don't we struggle sometimes to sift through it all and make sense of it? Nowhere is that more true than when it comes to your finances and your retirement. Today, we continue our theme of more in May. On today's show, more clarity coming up. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. I certainly hope you're having a fantastic weekend wherever you are all across the natural state and northwest Louisiana. It is time to settle in. Whether you're driving, whether you're at home, whether you're listening on your phone, we thank you very much for doing that. It is time for the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, and to my right is John Shrewsbury. To his right, Janet Walker. The fourth seat is lonely and empty today. <laughs> that's all right. Sometimes that happens. We have very busy advisors. Our so advisors are busy. Yes, that's right. With offices all across Arkansas, Hot Springs, El Dorado, Bryant, Little Rock, and Shreveport, Louisiana as well. There is a Gen Wealth advisor near you ready to help. And we want to start this morning by talking about uh, our latest Gen Wealth Academy workshop. First of all, thank you to everybody who came out to the uh, Crown Plaza in West Little Rock earlier this week to talk about the 10 things you need to know before retirement. And I'm, I've just got to say, guys, because I was there, I was listening to the presentation. It was very, uh, very enlightening, very engaging. And the thing I always look from behind the heads of all the people who were there is uh, there were it was a lot of this. Yeah, a lot of head, lot of head nods. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So you're right about that. And, yeah. and I, I like that, that they're, first of all, they're, they're getting something out of it. And secondly, they're, they're understanding what we're talking about. Yeah, we we love to educate people. And, and Janet, we started off uh, this workshop really talking about why we were there to talk to them. Yeah. And it was really about the, the genesis of GenWealth being the fact that both of us came from backgrounds that were, were relatively meager. Uh, and, and I saw my family struggle with yeah. retirement because there was a very, very small pension check. I can still remember it's $209.30. Thirty-seven cents yeah. was the pension check that my dad got from twenty years of work at an oil refinery, and Social Security. And that was about it. And, yeah. and so, going through that experience was really kind of the heart and the genesis of what we put together today at Gen Wealth to make sure that other people have the opportunity not to be confused about retirement, to to be able to cut away that confusion, and to be able to create a clear plan. Well, and when you talk about having the opportunity, I think one of the the primary focal points of Gen Wealth is to to be sure that everybody understands that you have an opportunity. You don't have to be born into a family with money. John, you talked about your story. Mine is I, I'm the the child of a farmer and a teacher, and so you know there was a not there was not a lot of money flowing into that household over the years. But my parents made wise decisions over a long period of time. They did it over and over and over again. I remember uh, not too long, well, I guess sometime last year, I was talking with the kids, and they were talking about going out to eat somewhere and uh, wanting to pick the place, and my mom happened to be there. And I said, you kids need to ask Nana how many times we used to go out to eat when, when I was a kid. And she didn't bat an eye, and she told them, we only went out to eat three or four times a year. You know, So they made those choices very intentionally, and they did well for for themselves, not because they had massive income, but because they made wise choices over the years. And so we're here to help you do that for yourself over the years. Scott, you referenced in the intro to the show today that we live in the information age, but I think you can absolutely be drowning yes. in information and starved for knowledge. Yes. And, and I think that's where we're trying to intersect those two things. And let's take information and then let's marry that up with knowledge and experience and mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. and help people to cut through that confusion and create that clear plan so they can have that shot at financial independence that they're looking for. You know, the, the story I was going to share off the top here today is, is every January or February, I like to take my kids, my whole family to Mount Nebo for the weekend. Yeah. And we rent a cab out there and it's a it's it's mostly a no electronics weekend i mean mm-hmm. we're, we're not on facebook we're not on 
social media. They're not doing their Instagram thing. They're allowed to have their phones for taking pictures of what we're doing. And we watch a little TV, but for the most part, we're just outside. Yeah. And we're just walking those trails and we're listening and, and, and to each other and to everything that's going on in nature. And I remember one of the first times that I did that, sitting outside on the back porch of that cabin, away from traffic, away from yes. barking dogs, away from the airline, the airplanes that go overhead sometimes when you're sitting there, and how quiet it was. And I had not heard that quiet in I can't tell you how long. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's and it's and it's refreshing. It is, and I, and I think that that is a good analogy for the the noise that we live in in that regard, going through life, but then when we're trying to learn something, when we're trying to apply something for our retirement, for our finances, how to invest, and we seek out Google to find out the answers to that, you're overwhelmed. The noise is everywhere. How do you get to that back porch where it's quiet, you can focus, and you can understand? You just have a conversation with a person, and like a financial advisor, for example, you talk about having conversations with your family and how much more relaxing that is compared to just all the information because it's focused on you, Mm -hmm. and that makes all the difference in the world. Here's the problem with Google being your your advisor on anything, and and finances in particular, is you only have to scroll down just a little ways to find totally conflicting uh, information. Mm -hmm. And Google has no way of sorting that out and then helping you to apply the right information to your situation. And so until there is, you know, some way to actually do that, then I think you will have this situation of, of drowning in information and starved for, for intelligence and starved for, for real clear direction. Well, I can remember even being in the television news business, it was difficult for us to source our information mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. had to consider where it was coming from, what the agenda was in yeah. many cases yeah. of the people writing it. And I think that works uh, in the financial industry as well. And you remember uh, before the term fake news was out there, yeah. right. that there were those sites that would put these outlandish news stories mm-hmm. on and people would share them on Facebook. And then you'd read down to the bottom of that article and it would very clearly say, this ain't right. This yeah. is not yeah. accurate. We made yeah. this up. But people were believing it oh, because yeah. it was in print or it was online. Well, you know, you used to, you would go with your mom to the grocery store and there would be those tabloids there that, you know, aliens occupy the White House or whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And I think they're still there. I yeah. think they are still there. Yeah. But, but I think also that uh, now... Uh, that's online and mm-hmm. and it's there's just enough truth to it now they they polished that up a little bit and it's online now that you kind of go okay uh, is this real or what I, I think it's important to determine what you're willing to receive as far as information online for example there are things that are simply facts and there are a lot of things that are opinions and like for facts you could you could google and say okay how much is the limit on contributions to a traditional IRA what you're going to get on that is either right or wrong there's no opinion it either the number is accurate or the number is inaccurate and if you go to the IRS website you've got a pretty good you know thought that this is probably an accurate number so that's okay but when you get into how do I retire at whatever age? How do I, you know, fill in those blanks and you get into the details that need to be specific to you? You've got to be talking to somebody who understands your situation because you're different from everybody else. And there might be a thousand answers to the question, but mm-hmm. only one of them is the best fit for you. So as we get started today, that's our goal is to provide some clarity and and we're going to get into that in depth in the latter half of the show. But we do want to tell you that coming up next, it's your opportunity to get some clarity on the markets and economy. We're going to be talking about uh, talking with LPL financial senior market strategist Ryan Dietrich. He has been so kind to join us once a month. Uh, on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're going to spend the next segment talking to him about what their research department is seeing, uh, possible opportunities for investors. So we want you to stay tuned for that. And then right after the break, for many of the members of our radio network, the fastest four minutes in investing, if you're not getting that where you're listening, check us out on Facebook, Gen Wealth Financial Advisors. Back in a moment. Your retirement should be more, more than just investments, more about you, and more Get Ready for the Future show. Stay tuned for more.
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Now, for our radio listeners on the radio side, we will be talking to LPL Senior Market Strategist Ryan Dietrich in just minutes. And he's going to be talking about, John, the the short-term projections, the, the research that's suggesting what is going on in the economy and the markets over the next, let's say, 12 to 18 months. Right. But what we're going to talk about in this Fastest Four is maybe stepping it out past that a little bit. And and we have definitely been talking about this internally, and we're starting to bring it out on the radio more and more, this idea that there is a, we're calling it a perfect storm brewing in the markets in the next few years. Yeah, we can't obviously look forward with any great degree of clarity. But what we do know is that there are likely more days behind us in this bull market than are ahead of us. So that's the number one component of this perfect storm, Scott. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, we have a clearly rising interest rate environment. And when you have rising interest rates, that can be a negative effect on bonds. Mm -hmm. So when you are thinking about going into retirement and you are looking at a classic stock bond portfolio, unless that portfolio is designed properly to weather this storm, you could be finding yourselves underwater in retirement because there are confluences of of these events with the end of the bull market and the rising interest rates and the dynamic of what we call the the timing risk in Mm -hmm. retirement and the sequence of return risk in retirement, Mm -hmm. that really can wreck a retirement portfolio if you're not careful. So let's unpack the bond thing for just a little bit. So when you talk about rising interest rates, let's, let's, let's hone in on the effect that that has on a potential portfolio. Obviously, if you if you actually buy a bond and have the paper bond and you hold it till maturity, you're going to get the yield on that. Yes. And, and that's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the bond funds that most people have. Yeah, most people have bond funds and stock funds. So mm-hmm. obviously, we know the effect of a down market on stock funds. The value goes down. But what we're not familiar with, because it's been a different paradigm for the last 30 years, is the effect of rising interest rates. And it's that CC that we've talked about before. As rates go up, bond prices go down. So in a normal portfolio, in normal times, you look to bonds to be your your haven of security Mm -hmm. when the stock market is going down. But when you have the stock market going down and the bond market going down as a result of rising interest rates, Where's a fellow? To, uh, what's a fellow to do? Right. And so we believe that one of the anecdotes to this is the income for life model. It is a way of actually positioning your portfolio where you're not exposed to these market forces in the degree that most people would be. Let's say in a traditional asset allocation portfolio, or maybe like a target date fund in your 401k plan. So when we talk about this perfect storm, we're labeling it primarily to be directed at people who are headed into retirement very soon because this is greatly impacted if you're withdrawing. If you're having to sell shares and the value in the equity shares and the value in the bond fund shares are both uh, going down, could be going down, that's when it really wrecks your portfolio. You're right, Scott. And the market performance in both the stock and bond markets greatly determine your financial security as you go into retirement. In those first few years of retirement, it's what we call the red zone. Mm-hmm. And that red zone is something that you've got to be uh, aware of, and you've got to have a plan, a strategy for navigating the markets come what may. Now, we don't know when the bull market is going to end, and we don't know how far interest rates are going to rise. But what we do know is that the likelihood of both those things coming together is much greater today than it has been in the immediate past. And this is a call to action for you to have a plan and a strategy for your retirement. Is your portfolio ready? Contact a GenWell Financial Advisor. We'll tell you how to do that on the radio side after this. 
The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money coming at you. We're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. And it is time once again for our monthly visit with Ryan Dietrich, the senior market strategist with LPL Financial, our partners with LPL Financial here at GenWealth. And glad to have you again, Ryan. As always, it's a pleasure to get to have you for a few minutes here to talk about the markets. Honored to be back. I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Thank you. Very good. Well, let's start with the fact that as uh, we record this, that almost all of the S&P 500 companies have now uh, reported earnings for the first quarter of 2018. And and the year-over-year increases have certainly been eye-popping. I, I know some of that was expected because of the new tax law, but but I think it's even exceeded expectations. That's right. You know, as we wrap up first quarter earnings, we're looking at over 25% year-over-year earnings growth. Now, the obvious thing, that's the best we've seen since 2010. Obviously, the talk as well, a lot of that is the tax reform. And that's true. But our estimates say tax reforms maybe seven to eight percent on top of that. So you'd still have high teen you know, digits earnings growth just taking out the tax reform positive boost that it gave. And then under the surface, 11 S&P 500 sectors, 10 of them saw at least 10 percent year over year earnings growth. This is a very broad only real estate was the one that really didn't do that well. All the rest of them did really, really well, led by financials and technology once again to big groups in the S&P 500. The fundamentals continue to support this bullish move, in our opinion. Ryan, small caps have been uh, an interesting uh, play over the next uh, over the last few weeks, and so and they're leading this advance on the market. What does that mean? And and really, can this small cap rally continue? That's a great question, John. As you know, we've talked before. Small caps are a group we've liked coming into this year at LPL Research and continue to like. Now, what's really happened the last we'll call it two and a half three months? The trade wars talk started, and all of a sudden, just like that small caps start outperforming. Now, why is that? Well, they're more domestic by nature. They don't sell overseas as much. But So that's a positive. That got things started. But under the surface, again, small caps can do better when you have a higher rate environment, when you have a stronger uh, inflationary or a stronger economic environment. Also, when you have a stronger U.S. dollar, small caps do better. So all those factors in to us suggest that this small cap rally that we've seen in the last couple months very well can continue. You know, the Russell 2000 just made a new all-time high. S&P is about 5% away approximately from an all-time high. We really think, you know, small caps lead the market. Mid caps are doing well also. Overall, the large caps will follow. And this small cap leadership is a great signal for continued gains really the rest of this year. So to put a bow, I guess, on the on the earnings talk in this segment, um, I guess the pessimists might say that because it was so good, the year-over-year earnings growth, maybe we've hit a peak. This might be as good as it gets. What are your thoughts? What's LPL's research on? Are we hitting an earnings growth peak? And if even if we are, what does that mean? Well, there's no question. We probably are. You know, 25 26% year-over-year earnings growth very well is going to be as high as we see this cycle. But just this week in our weekly market commentary, we dove into that exact question. We look back since 1962 at all the recessions and all of the peak earnings troughs. What we found was it's about 45 months after you have a peak in earnings year over year, like we probably are right now, before a recession hits. S&P up a median of 30%, an average of 60% higher after you have that peak in earnings. So yes, we maybe as things are as good as it gets on earnings, very well could be. That doesn't mean a recession's right around the corner and we could potentially have years left of economic growth and hopefully some higher stock prices as well. Right. I commented on the show last week that investors seem to be always climbing this wall of worry in this bull market. And I think the latest uh, set of worries, if you will, is it's May and, and the old sell in May and go away adage has been at least on the lips of some of the analysts these days and, and some investors as well. What do you say about sell in May and go away? Well, John, we look at it like this. There's opportunity should you have any weaknesses next six months. Now, let's talk about sell and may go away. The next six months are up about 1.5% on average for the S&P 500. That's the weakest out of all potential combinations out of the entire year. So no question, this is the weak time of year. What's interesting, though, five of the last six years, these next six months, the worst six months of the year, have actually been higher. 
when we dove in a little bit more in our weekly market commentary two weeks ago in this whole sell and may go away, the bottom line to keep this simple, when the S&P is in an uptrend and things are strong, communities were six months like we were in 2018, the returns actually are really strong going out the next six months, up about 5.5% on average. Not great, but hey, 5.5% gains the next six months wouldn't be too bad. So we think the fundamentals are still good. The technicals are still good. We have momentum. These next six months could have volatility. Absolutely. We'd be a buyer of those dips. And when the six months are over on Halloween, we think we could have some decent gains on our hands here. Let's talk, Ryan, for a moment about the the energy sector. It's obviously had a good year to date after being beaten up in the last couple of years, even oil prices really jumping. What are your thoughts on what's driving that? Sure. Well, clearly, when you talk about energy stocks and crude oil specifically, there's been a major disconnect. Crude oil has been doing really well, and the stocks haven't been doing as well. Now that's finally starting to shift. You know, crude oil is probably the most important commodity in the world, breaking out to the highest level since 2014. Potentially, that's showing there's maybe a little bit more inflation coming into the system. You look at CPI, it's still around 2.5%. Core CPI is still down around 2%. So we're not overly concerned with inflation. But overall, you look at history, look at the end of bull markets, you do tend to see commodities and energy doing well. Think back to 2005, 2006, 2007. Energy finally was something that really started doing well. So we think this could be the start. We know this is an old, this is the second longest economic cycle ever. Maybe this is just the start that says, hey, Yes, it's an old cycle, but there still could be a couple more years left to growth. And energy is probably one of the more significant areas of value. We've liked value for a while. hasn't quite done as well. Maybe that's the t- tide is turning. As energy starts to do a little bit better here, value will also start to do well. You alluded to the fact that this is the second longest economic expansion since World War II. How long can it go? Uh, obviously, the bull has got to run out of steam at some point in time in the future. But are we talking... 45 months? Are we talking about 15 months? Are we talking about 15 minutes from now? That's what investors really want to know. Yeah. Well, John, let's hope it's not 15 minutes. I'll just I'll leave it to that. <laughs> no, you know, we, we internally, we've been talking, we think at least one more year, maybe two more years. You know, I mentioned 45 months when earnings peak. You know, when do bull markets really die, John? Do they die of old age or do they die of excesses? As you know, at LPL Research, we think bull markets die of excesses, whether it be overspending, over leverage, overconfidence. Those things we've seen at major market peaks before, the data that we look at internally here, we do not think we're seeing anywhere near the excesses or the overs that we've seen at previous major market peaks. Doesn't mean we're just going to go up 30%, you know, the next 12 months. We think it's going to be a rocky ride. Don't get me wrong. We think when 2018 is all said and done, though, we're going to have at least 10% gains on equities and even in general and small caps and the emerging markets and value will probably be some of those areas that lead us for their simple reason. Bull market's old, but it's still got a few tricks up its sleeve as we're not seeing excesses like we have at major market peaks before. Now, you mentioned the emerging markets, and let's talk just generally. What's going on overseas? Uh, fill us in on where we are in the cycle, where we are in uh, reporting when it comes to China or Europe or anything that's really caught your attention. Sure. Well, when you look at earnings, you know, Europe has kind of continued to have some trouble when it comes to their earnings and their overall economic data. You know, Brexit is still floating out there. Emerging markets, on the other hand, is an area we've liked this year. Now, as the U.S. dollars bounced over the past, we'll call it month or so, there is an inverse relationship between a tr- stronger dollar and emerging markets where they've been pressured a little bit. We still look at the really strong, potentially 20% earnings growth this year in emerging markets. Don't forget, there's you know about 4 billion people in emerging markets. There's going to be a billion cell phones sold this year. 70% of them are going to be in emerging markets. So there's a lot of potential posit- positives there and led by earnings and still modest valuation. So emerging markets, an area we've warmed to for a while now, we still be a buyer of dips when it comes to developed markets. Europe, we're not as warm on, but Japan is finally starting to see some some growth. So Japan in the developed market world is probably our favorite area there. Let's talk about uh, something that really does affect everyone, whether you're an investor or not, and that's inflation. And we're beginning to see interest rates tick up a little bit. We're beginning to see a little bit of wage inflation to, to some degree, nothing to be troublesome about. But I think that as this economy begins to heat up and we begin to see uh, some of the expansion going on, you've got to be concerned about rising prices. John, absolutely. You know, you talk about what's the biggest concern we have internally. You maybe get different answers from different analysts on our team. Mine and a lot of ours is inflation. Now, again, you look at the recent CP, the data we had last week or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, on inflation. 
it's not overly concerning yet. But when you have b- various base metals breaking out the multi-year highs, oil the highest level it's been since 2014, clearly those inflationary processes are the pressures are potentially coming with very full way. You know, the economy is very full when it comes to jobs. That's normal when you finally start to see those higher wages and the higher interest rates. And that can lead to inflation. But again, let's take a step back for one second. We like to look at year-over-year wage growth. Historically speaking, that gets up to about 4% before we've seen the previous three recessions. It's still not even 3% yet. So can we have a big move up in inflationary prices or pressures? We absolutely could, but we're not there yet. Definitely, you know, kind of the kindling is there. We just need a spark to, to start that inflation. And even if inflation starts to come in and rates continue to go higher, that doesn't mean a recession's right around the corner. We could still be 12 to 18 months away once we finally start to see those inflationary pressures. But it's definitely something we're watching very, very closely here. And to be clear, the recession is what really does impact long-term investors in, in a big way. The volatility needs to be separated from a a recessionary downturn or a major correction in the market, I would assume. No, that's exactly correct, John. You know, the worst bear markets take place when you're going to have a recessionary environment. That's what we've seen throughout history. Doesn't mean you can't have a 15% correction. You know, we've had two 10% corrections on, on stocks just this year alone, and we're looking at 25% year of your earnings growth. So you can have that volatility later in the cycle like we are. We think we're maybe sixth or seventh inning, you know, of a nine inning game. So there's still some potential, hopefully some significant potential gains to come. But at the same time, those inflationary pressures and the fact that it is the second longest, um, you know, economic cycle ever, we're not naive to the fact that eventually it will end. But the bottom line is we just don't see a recession happen, you know, over the next 12 to 18 months with the data we look at. And that's still going to lead to opportunities for investors. All right, Ryan, we've got about a minute left. We're going to call the last question Ryan's choice. Any other opportunities, any other headwinds, something we haven't talked about over the last 12 minutes or so that you guys at LPL Research are monitoring? Well, I didn't talk too much about value. You know, value is a group that we like. The largest component of the value is financials. As interest rates go higher, financials have done really well, really solid earnings out of financials. So if that continues to do well, value is a group. And we talked about, um, you know, energy prices. Mm -hmm. Value is a group that hasn't done as well relative to growth the last year and a half or so. We continue to think before this year is said and done, value will be a really nice place for investors to uh, find some alpha this year. So value is the way we're looking to go in LPL Research. Good takeaway. Good place to uh, finish it up. Ryan Dietrich from LPL Research. Thanks very much for joining us once again. And give them your Twitter handle one time and LPL Research Twitter handle if they want to follow you on Twitter. I appreciate that. I'm at Ryan Dietrich, R-Y-A-N-D-E-T-R-I-C-K. And then LPL Research is at LPL Research. So we were always active on Twitter, sharing our thoughts and views. So thank you for letting me share that. It is worth a follow for sure. Ryan, thanks again. And we'll talk to you again next month. Look forward to next month. See you guys. Thank you. Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Anytime we can work in a little 80s pop. Oh, I'm all over it. We're all for it. Genesis, Land of Confusion. John, you selected that today. I did. I and did. It fits appropriately with what we're talking about today. Well, in our book uh, that we have coming out in the fall, Your Retirement Should Be More, we talk about this. As a matter of fact, I quote Phil Collins in that book and, and that line from that song because I think that's where we are. I think we live in a land of confusion when it comes to retirement because there are so many voices and so many opinions and, and all this type of thing. Yeah. And so many jaded opinions, so many things of, of they, they sound like they're good, but there's an agenda behind it. Mm -hmm. There is, oh, we need you to believe the world is falling apart so you can buy our gold. And I've always thought, okay, well, if you think gold is such a great investment, why are you trying to sell yours to me? That's right. You know, what's what's the deal there? So I I think that, that the whole idea of cutting through the confusion 
and creating that that very simple plan that we put together for retirement, I think that's the answer. You know, Scott, on, on the fastest four, we earlier talked about this this storm that's coming with a, a end of a bull market at some point in time. And as Ryan was talking about on on his segment, it's probably not for the next year, 18 months or so, that we're going to see the bull market come to an end. But at some point in time, you've got to believe that there's more days behind us than ahead yeah. of us in this bull market. And then, Janet, something that you and I have been talking about on this show, even before Scott came along was this uh, threat of the rising interest rates. Yeah, so as interest rates rise, bond prices are going to decrease. And so it's important for you to understand that now with talk of at some point, you know, the, the stock market's going to turn around. We don't believe that the fundamentals are there for that to happen right now. But at some point, that's going to happen. Bulls and bears take turns. It's as simple as that. So when that turns around, so you've got the stock market maybe working against you for a period of time, and you have interest rates rising calling causing bond prices to fall where do you go we're calling that the perfect storm and and so you, you've got to think about how can you be ready in retirement and and it's not about a product john you talk about you know people selling gold and you know you need to have gold and blah 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 it's not yeah. about one thing it is about a plan that is uniquely put together for you that is prepared for a good market or a bad one you need to be ready scott i'm just going to go ahead and coin a phrase here we have the merchants of confusion mm-hmm. yes we we yes. do we really do have the merchants of confusion they are they are posed as financial gurus and they make these broad statements. It's along the lines, it's a kiss and cousin to our rules of dumb. Mm-hmm. Because they make these broad statements that they think are going to promote what the wares that they're trying to sell, and it really does not have any relevance uh, to to the facts of the situation. So for instance, you know, you've heard these gurus talk about everybody ought to buy gold. Everybody ought to buy gold. You've heard gurus talk about no one should own an annuity. Well, if no one should own an annuity, why do they exist? Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, should you, you should never use a credit card, should never use a credit card. Well, Scott, we use credit cards because they give us the opportunity to get points and miles and things of That's that right. nature. And we have the opportunity to pay them off at the end. Yeah. You should never have a credit card balance. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yes. But owning a credit card can be advantageous. And some people aren't capable of doing that's that, right. and that's okay. You need to understand that. But there's not an absolute rule that says thou shalt never. You know, Scott, you and I fly for free pretty much wherever we go because of how many points we have from buying, you know, whatever it is in that way. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. You should never buy permanent life insurance. Here's what you should never do. You should never regard a statement that has never in it. Yeah, except for that one. Yeah, except for that one. (laughs) But but all of those things are fraught with disaster because permanent life insurance has its place. Now, it's not a widespread commonplace in our opinion, but it does have its place. For instance, if you have an estate planning need in which you need a lump sum of money to pay estate taxes, which is a very minuscule number of people these days because of the estate tax laws, maybe you need permanent life insurance. But in our world, you might need permanent life insurance if you want to deal with long-term care issues. As opposed to dealing with it with traditional long-term care, you can deal with it with permanent life insurance that has a long-term care or an extended care rider on it right. that gives you access to that death benefit before you die. So, you know, never use a credit card. Well, we've just talked about the examples there. And here's the point. These merchants of confusion have an agenda and they are trying to get you to buy whatever it is that they're selling. Now, you can point to us and you can say, well, you guys have an agenda too. You're trying to sell something, but we're not trying to sell a product. We're selling a service. We're selling a yep. service. We're selling a plan. Mm-hmm. We we do have products to sell to right. make that plan work, but it is very situational to your situation. I think here's, here's that, the... I, did, I, I just totally screwed that up. Yeah, we it, should it's, rewind it's on totally that. Situational. <laughs> it's totally situational to your circumstances. Right. There you go. Right. You know, I, I think that the test is... Is, is there logic that you can apply to the decision, you know, for whatever the investment might be? And if it's just, hey, we're selling gold and because you're breathing and we have gold, you should buy some of this. Right. That's that doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. If it is something that is 
in order to implement your retirement income plan, these particular products in your situation make sense for these reasons. If you can understand the logic behind it, I feel way more comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not just the logic of, hey, buy gold because we have some. That's mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Well, in the book, we talk about retirement should be more personal. And that's what we're saying here. This dovetails with that title of that chapter of the of the fact that retirement should be about you. It should be about you and your personal circumstances. And so very rarely can you say never to almost anything mm-hmm. because I've lived long enough to know that, that it's just not the right thing to do. That's just not prudent. And so I think that, that obviously uh, for your retirement to be more personal and to be more clear. Uh, if if you have to wonder why you bought something yeah. and you don't clearly understand the purpose of that investment in your portfolio, if you're sitting there scratching your head, and, and, and it's okay to not understand it initially, but if your advisor can't sit down with a single piece of paper and make a case for you as to why it is that you have what you have, then you probably have some of the products of those merchants of confusion. It's the longest I've sat and listened to without talking for quite a while. And and I'm listening to you and I hear you and your a lot. And I think that's where we're hammering down right here. If, if, If you're wondering how to sift through the confusion, the land of confusion, as as we had from the Genesis song in the in the first uh, part of this segment, you know that that's the first step is is look at where you're taking your advice from. If you're online and you see that this uh, article or advertisement is trying to sell you something, then that is not about you. That is about as many people as they can get to see that they are trying to sell something to as many people as they can. It is they don't know you. I mean, right. I think that's what it comes back yeah. down to is they haven't talked to you. They don't know you. They are just trying to sell you something. And I think that this, uh, we can't just totally lay all the blame on the online or, or mass media marketers at, at this. If you sit in front of an advisor and they do more talking than listening, mm. they can't know you. That's mm-hmm. right. They can't know your situation. They are pitching something yeah. to you at that particular point. If they know just enough to know how much money you've got, and then they begin talking about, you know, some uh, product that's just perfect for you and your situation until they know your situation, that's a pitch. Mm-hmm. And that's where that confusion comes in. Is this something that is actually going to benefit me in retirement? Or is this something that's just going to benefit my advisor? Yeah. That's something that we try to stay away from at all points. And I'll tell you too, that can be a challenge because because we've talked about this before, I think people are conditioned to receive information like that when they go see a financial advisor. They're waiting to be told what it is that they're supposed to be investing. And I've had some appointments where they were waiting for me to talk more than than they wanted to talk themselves. And, and, And it was a process of beginning to ask the right questions to get them to talk about where they wanted to go. Janet, I love the example that you give about this of, of clients that come through the door asking you what to do with this money. Yeah, there was. it's been a few years now, but there was a guy who came in with a statement that was basically $250,000, and, and he walked in, sat down, and slid the piece of paper across to me and goes, hey, what do you want me to do with this? And stopped talking. Yeah. And Where's your I, pitch? Yeah, and I slid it back to him, and I said, "I don't know. Not there Let's yet. talk." Yeah. You know, and and, t- and took the time to get to know him and to really listen to his situation. And that what was fascinating to me is he had been to two other advisors already and had gotten their pitch, so to speak. And when he slid the statement across to them and said, "What do you want me to do with this?" They gave him a product answer. We don't do that. We will get to the product, but it has to be based on the plan, and the plan has to be based on you. So we need to understand you before we begin to talk about what in the world you might want to do investment-wise. So we just push it back and go, let's talk first. And that might take some time. Our, our first appointments take about two hours, and, and as a general rule, I'd say almost 99% of the time, maybe even 100 the product doesn't get mentioned at all. Any no. product in those first two hours that we talk to you uh, in that initial appointment, it's the planning process. It's after the first appointment and before the second and maybe third appointment where the planning process takes place 
and then the products are chosen to make the plan work. Scott, I said this at the workshop on Tuesday night, and I got a ton of head nods. I talked about the fact that most people spend more time planning their vacation than their retirement. And I know when we're on the radio talking about having a two-hour meeting, you just about (laughs) as soon, you know, have your teeth drilled as to to have a two-hour. It's It's not not that bad. You get to talk about yourself for two hours. Well, you know, this is a good thing. But, but, you know, I I remember that uh, Janet's son, Stuart, uh, when he he was really little. He was in love with trains. And I don't know yes. if he still loves trains or not. But We have a great appreciation for them, but, yes. But Stuart loved trains, and, and uh, we got used to having a phrase around the office from Thomas the Tank Engine, uh, and that was, you are causing confusion and delay. <laughs> and when the trains had done something bad, that was what Sir Topham had, would tell them. And that would bring tears to my son's eyes yes. when he was young. <laughs> yes. And so what we don't want to cause, and we don't want you to have in your life, is confusion and delay because retirement is too important and retirement is coming. It is coming at some particular point in time in your life and you need to be prepared and you need to have clarity about your retirement. So let's avoid these these merchants of confusion right. and delay and let's get on with the planning process of retirement. No confusion, but I do have to delay you, John, because we've got to take a break. All right. More of the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. Don't touch that dial. Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. Talking about more clarity on our theme of more in May on today's Get Ready for the Future show. And one great way to get more clarity is to attend a Gen Wealth Academy workshop. We told you at the top of the broadcast today that we just finished one up this week, but the next one is just around the corner. It comes out June 19th at 6.30, once again at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. This presentation called Roadmap to Retirement, great opportunity for anybody in any decade of life to find some information about where you're going toward retirement where what mile markers should you be looking for to know your roadmap is laid out the way it needs to be toward retirement and you can sign up for that at getreadyforthefuture.com just check out our website for all of our workshops that we have scheduled at any time you can find that you can also reach out to set up an appointment with an advisor on that website you can email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com or you can call our office number 501-653-7355 again it's 501-653-7355 if you don't have time to write that down now you can find that number on our website getreadyforthefuture.com and that is our main office number here in Bryant but it will get you scheduled with an advisor near you whether that's Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, Bryant, Shreveport, Louisiana all goes through that number if you want to leave a message over the weekend you can or you can call back on Monday first thing and someone will answer that phone call for you and get you started towards that first appointment that we've spent some time talking about today providing more clarity No product pitches. Two hours of your time to talk about you, what your specific needs are for your finances, for your investing, for your retirement. And oftentimes, most times, all three of those work together. Now, you did hear from Ryan Dietrich earlier in the broadcast, the senior market strategist for LPL Financial. He was talking about the economy and markets. I want to take a moment, John, to talk a little bit about our relationship with LPL Financial and specifically LPL Research because we've been talking about all this product stuff about people trying to sell things online or or if they're dropping into your email inbox or, or showing up wherever they may be uh, talking about specific things that you need without knowing anything about you. When it comes to our investment process, LPL research is who we lean on. And there's a big reason why. Well, I think the the two words are intellectual capital. Uh, they are the folks that that have the intellectual capital that we need yeah. and rely on to help us go, get through the markets. John Lynch is a thirty year veteran of this industry. Uh, Ryan Dietrich is one of the brightest young minds in in uh, the financial world in in the in terms of investments. And that team is led by a guy who I just I'll tell him to his face that he's a genius. Yeah. 
Yeah. He is clearly the smartest guy in the room. I don't care what room you're in. He is clearly one of the smartest people in the room. And that's Burt White, who is the uh, chief investment officer at LPL and also head of strategy for LPL. So I believe that, that the leadership of that team it has that intellectual capital and they have amassed a, a team of, uh, I don't, I can't keep up with how many people it's in excess of 70, I yeah. believe, yeah. uh, people on our research team at LPL that they're a, a big part of what they do is they uh, employ filters and and they keep the the filters keep all of the the stuff that uh, we would reject off of our platform yeah. and and we are looking for the highest quality investments that we can provide to our clients you know you talk about the intellectual capital and you're absolutely right these guys are amazing but but one of the reasons that i personally really like them is they get the human factor of it as well you know when when we talk with them about our clients and what they're facing on an individual basis they genuinely care they're genuinely listening and they are seeking answers for whatever it is that our clients might need that might be outside of the box they care about the people. And, and let's contrast that because you can talk to a pure investment person, Scott, and they live inside that investment bubble. Mm. They don't understand the correlation that it has to an individual's uh, comfort level and finances and wealth and, and, and all of that and clarity about their retirement. These guys get it. They, yeah. they clearly understand who they serve, and they clearly understand that that it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. Well, sometimes I, I, I think I get a laugh out of telling uh, people what I'm doing now who recognize me from TV because it sounds like such a departure from, from being a broadcaster to being a financial advisor. But right. that is what I always tell people is that it's still a communications job. Yeah. LPL Research does it. We do it here. It's about disseminating pretty complex information and being able to communicate it in a relative way to someone who needs to understand it. And John feels the same way about his transition from broadcasting. And I feel the same way about my transition from teaching. It, it's still education. Mm-hmm. It's just a different subject, different students. So we're going to end up uh, in our final segment here with the final few minutes we have talking about a few questions that you should ask yourself or your potential advisor. If you're interviewing an advisor looking for one uh, before you decide on it, before you hire that advisor, what are some things that you should contemplate and maybe ask out loud? And number one on our list here is how many clients have you or your firm actually helped to retire? I think that that's a great question. You don't go to the foot doctor if you have a heart problem. You know, you, yeah. you don't go to somebody that doesn't specialize in retirement if you're trying to retire. Yeah, so have they helped people retire? Yeah, have they helped people retire? And, and the number is not all that uh, significant. I don't think, obviously, it's proof of their uh, abilities, I think, and, and capabilities, at least an indicator of their of their capabilities. But I think that it is, get them to enunciate their strategy. Yeah. Tell them, get them to tell you what their strategy is. And if it's put it in an asset allocation portfolio and pull out 4%, you better check the math. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the market goes down, 4% means a lesser paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I think when you talk about getting them to explain their strategy, this goes with one of my favorite questions that you need to ask yourself. And that's, do I understand what they're saying? Mm -hmm. We have a phrase around the office called 10 to 2 that, you know, when we're in a room and it's just gen wealth people or it's just financial advisors, we can talk at an industry jargon level 10 and that's okay because it's just us but that better not happen in an appointment because you know frankly whatever it is that you do for a living you could lose me pretty quickly with your industry jargon so we want to be respectful enough to go all right if if i can explain this in a way that an eight-year-old can understand it then we're probably good that's our goal scott you know the the old saying is well that separates the men from the boys right Mm, yeah right and here is the question that literally separates Janet, no offense, the men, from, okay. <laughs> the men from the boys in the financial industry. And that question is, Mr. Advisor, Mrs. Advisor, would you 
provide me with a written comprehensive plan for my retirement, not just my investments, but for my retirement and all that that entails. When you think about your retirement should be more, we talk about the fact that it should be more than just investments. It should be more about you. It should be more clarity. It should be more personal. It should be designed for you and your circumstances. And the question is, will you provide me a written comprehensive plan for my retirement? And Mm -hmm. I will tell you that so few people do that in our industry that that is the biggest need that we fill. Let me let me share this. I just uh, one of my newest clients just spoke to her uh, recently uh, as we continue the process of, of getting everything set up for her plan. And one of the things that she told me was is that you know Janet, you said you have to be able to understand. You have yeah. to be able to understand what we're saying. But sometimes when you leave that room. You're going to forget, right? Right. And she told me how great it was because she had had a couple of moments. Because I asked her, I said, have you had any questions? Have anything, has anything come up uh, since our last appointment? She said, you know, there were a couple of questions, but I just got my binder out and I looked back in there and that answered my question. That's so yeah. great to have that written plan to refer to because we know that things that, that get talked about in that room may not be remembered. I I wish my mechanic would give me something like (laughs) that. No kidding. You know, because seriously, think about that parallel. You go to the mechanic, you understand at the time. But when you have to go home and repeat it to a spouse and go, well, this is what they said. Oh, my gosh. You know, done. Well, and that's why we coined that phrase is that the three ring binder that we give you that it contains your retirement income plan is the antidote to your three ring circus that your finances might be without it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a very big part of what we do and a difference maker, I think, here at GenWealth. We only got a couple of minutes left, so let's let's take one more. You want to pick or you want me to? You got one? Go ahead. Go ahead. How about the, will you be my only advisor or will other people be involved in the process with me? I think that's a great question. Yeah, Yeah. that that is. And at GenWealth, we have a team approach. We have several people that are involved in the process. Now, you will have a lead advisor, somebody that actually works directly with you, but that advisor is supported by a team. Number one, because that brings more intelligence to the the mix of of looking at your situation and and being sure that all angles are, are looked at from every discipline we have, from insurance to investments, to planning, to you name it, that those are things that we bring other people into the conversation. But it also gives you some degree of assurance that if something happens with your advisor where they're no longer here, if they get hit by the proverbial bus, then you don't have to, to completely change horses in the middle of the stream. Yeah. You can actually just roll right into the other person that was working with you and allow them to help you uh, to continue your plan. And you don't have to change your plan because the circumstances of that lead advisor actually changed. So uh, we want to talk just a minute about what is available for you to be able to get some more information. We have lots of resources for you on an ongoing basis, but Scott's going to tell you about how to find our blogs. Yeah, we, we have our uh, blogs online. You can find them at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. And then don't forget, last week we talked about the retirement balance sheet that's available to you as well. So check out our website. Uh, you can also find uh, our Facebook page. A lot of the blogs will get posted there. You can find us at Genwell Financial Advisors, like our page there. Absolutely. And, and uh, I've got a blog that's coming out that is going to talk about our worst appointment ever. It actually was one that we could not help someone. They were too far down the rabbit hole on retirement and, and we just couldn't help them. But it really points out the importance of having that written plan. And don't forget about our next workshop. You can find out details about that at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Roadmap to Retirements on June 19th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Hope you'll make plans to attend there. And again, that number to to set up your appointment with a financial advisor here at Genwell, 501-653-7355. Well, we are out of time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. And hope you'll join us again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP 
DC. 